Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Stahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to tell you guys about the sponsor of this episode, Sonos. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos Experience, the game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV. TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. All right, Kentucky basketball taking on the Vanderbilt Commodores tonight. Uh, we will be previewing that matchup on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky as we normally do. Offense first, defense second, final thoughts to wrap things up. So let's go ahead and get into it. The Kentucky, uh, the excuse me, the Vanderbilt offense. Uh, is not very good. In fact, I put right here at my on my notes, I usually put something related to uh, the titles here for each segment. The Vanderbilt offense, akin to their football brethren. What do I mean by that? Well, if you watch SEC football at all, or if you know anything about Vanderbilt football, which if you do, uh, bless you, um, but this is a team that does not score a lot of points. Neither does their football team. 70.3 points per game for the Vanderbilt Commodores, uh, which is 13th in the SEC. Their pace of play uh, is relatively slow. 240th nationally in adjusted tempo are the Commodores. They don't put up a lot of shots either. They are they uh, they put up 57.5 field goal attempts per game, which is 12th in the SEC. And as we noted on our Georgia uh, versus Kentucky preview, Georgia doesn't put up a lot of shots either. I, I believe they put up a little over 55 a game. So neither of these two teams that Kentucky has is about to play in Vanderbilt and has played uh, against Georgia just a few days ago. Neither of these two teams in recent memory put up a lot of shots, but what they do do uh, in it, Vanderbilt does is they do put up a lot of threes, 26 threes uh, attempted per game, which is third in the SEC. So they put up 57 and a half field goal attempts per game and 26 of those are threes, which is absolutely insane uh, for, for that many uh, for that many shots that you put up to come from from uh, beyond the arc. Much like Georgia, a lot of their points do come from the foul line. 15.5 free throws made per game is second in the SEC. So 70 points a game. They chuck up a lot of threes. They're relatively slow in doing so. And then they also get to the free throw line and they dock down uh, quite a bit of free throws as well. Stylistically, we like to break down the X's and O's here on this podcast. Jerry Stackhouse, the head coach for Vanderbilt, runs a motion offense that involves a set known as horns. If you've not heard, heard of uh, horns before, it's a set that forwards set up at the elbows while shooters uh, set uh, space the floor out on the wing. So... Uh, so in this case, it would be Scottie Pippen Jr. most likely, uh, most likely at the wing for Vanderbilt. He's a guy to, to keep an eye on. We'll talk about him later. The ball is then passed out to one of the forwards from there, and the perimeter players can cut, space, or set off-ball screens to try and get themselves open. They set the the set allows for different guys to touch the ball, and when run accurate, really accurately, uh, it can be very effective. Unfortunately, as I just noted just a minute ago. Uh, the Commodores don't score a lot of points, so therefore they're not running the uh, horn set up very effectively. Uh, they don't have a lot of shooters, and whenever I say shooters, I mean plural on their roster. They have one shooter, 
uh, and we'll get to him in a minute. Only two Vanderbilt players have attempted more than 100 shots this season. Kentucky has five guys that have attempted more than 100 shots. And I know that Kentucky is 109th in, in uh, adjusted tempo, and I know that they probably on average, put up a lot more shots than a slower offense like Vanderbilt's, but only two players for the Commodores that have put up 100 shots this season. Uh, it's, that, that's not good. And you get a load of these numbers right here, just the, the overall statistics here for this offense. 11 assists per game, last in the SEC. A 40.7 field goal shooting, last in the SEC. They shoot 40% from the field, and they still score 70 points a game. 30.73 percentage uh 30.73 point percentage is 12th in the SEC. That's abysmal. 36 rebounds per game is 12th in the SEC and 13 turnovers per game for this offense is 7th in the SEC, but the assist to turnover ratio as I mentioned, 11 assists per game for the Commodores. That assist to turnover ratio is 0.85, which may not mean anything to you, but it's very very bad. It's 296 nationally. If I'm Kentucky's defense, I'm saying, man, rip me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar because this game could get ugly uh, if this team can't score points. I mean, you run down there, uh, two of those statistics that I just went through are dead last in the SEC, and and most of them are, are 12th or worse. Uh, I mean, this is a team that just offensively is not getting it done uh, in a lot of different metrics. It's really confusing how this team is 9-5, and five, uh, and they've managed to survive up until this point. It's not like their strength of schedule is just abysmal. I mean, they played quite a few teams that are ranked in the top 150, top 170 of the Kimpom rankings, but uh, this offense is definitely holding this team back. Three key contributors here for the Commodores. This was, this was hard, to, hard to put together. Scotty Pippen Jr., 18.3 points per game, 3.6 rebounds per game, and 2.8 assists per game. Leads the team in points, steals, and assists. If he does not take the shot, there's only one other guy that's going to do so. By the way, 2.8 assists per game leads this team. The fact that this team in their motion offense does not create more things outside of isolation looks surprises me because the offense is set up to where you can pass the ball around and get open looks from three. I mean, if you're jacking up as many threes as you you are, you would like to think that your lead assist man is going to average more than 2.8 assists per game, but he's also their their leading scorer, so he's probably taking a lot of shots himself. The only other guy that's going to take a shot for Vanderbilt, most likely, uh, in this game, at least consistently, Jordan Wright. 12.7 points per game, 5.7 rebounds per game, and 1.5 assists per game. He is a senior forward that does not shoot the ball well. 38.6% from the floor and 32% from downtown. Jordan Wright chucking up a lot of shots. Uh, He is the only other guy on this Commodores team that is scoring in double figures outside of Scottie Pippen Jr. Again, 12.7 points per game. For Jordan Wright. Final guy here, Miles, uh, I believe it's Stute is how you would pronounce his last name. Miles Stute, 8.6 points per game, 3.5 rebounds per game, and a less than half assist per game for Miles Stute. He's a sophomore forward that actually does shoot well, uh, unlike Jordan Wright. 44.8% from the floor, 41.2% from three. Very solid number there. 41.2% from downtown. We'll be on the lookout for that if Scottie Pippen and Jordan Wright cannot get it going offensively. So there you have it. The uh, the Vanderbilt offense, not very good in a majority of categories. They, they I assume, after watching them play just a little bit, they play hero ball. They let Scottie Pippen Jr. take just a load of shots. Uh, and I, I'm surprised that they've been able to score as much as they have 
And I went back and I watched a lot of film whenever they played Arkansas, and it's it's horns, it's the horn setup. They had different guys scoring, and they managed to get to seventy five points in that game against an Arkansas team that just does not know how to play team de- play team defense. So for Kentucky, a team that knows how to gel, a team that has chemistry. I mean, even though this game's in Nashville, I just don't know if Vanderbilt's going to be scoring the ball very much. At least just that's just my take. We're going to talk about what does keep Vanderbilt in games, though, their defense. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. And it's Get Upside. If you have Get Upside, as all Locked On Kentucky listeners should, then you will be making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE, again, to get 50 cents, up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. All right, moving along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If if you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, If you're listening on podcasts, please leave a review, a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. The Vanderbilt defense, not akin to their football brethren. One of the better units in the Southeastern Conference, actually. So we started off the Georgia breakdown last weekend. We started off that episode in in the second segment Uh, with a statistic about how the Bulldogs bend to the will of their opponent uh, defensively. It was was something crazy, like nine of the ten opponents that they had played that were 200th or higher in the Kimpom rankings, nine of the ten opponents they played scored more than their points per game average, uh, which indicates that Georgia does not play well defensively against even even slightly bad competition. Uh, Vanderbilt, on the other hand, uh, you look at the 10 teams that they've played that are ranked 200th or higher in the Kimpom rankings, the Commodores held eight of those 10 teams underneath their scoring average points per game. Let it also be noted that five of those eight teams are in the top half of the country in adjusted offensive uh, efficiency. So it's not like Vanderbilt's play, been playing a bunch of slouch offenses. Um, they've been playing some pretty decent ones, actually, and they held eight of the 10 teams that they played that are worth a rip um, underneath their, their average points per game, which doesn't necessarily spell disaster for Kentucky, given the fact that I think the Wildcats are A, more athletic, and B, the Vanderbilt offense stinks. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily spell disaster for Kentucky that Vanderbilt's defense is, is pretty good. Uh, you know, Kentucky averaging 82.9 points per game, they're probably not going to score that every single night, especially on the road. Against a good defense, I expect them to score about 75-76. It's not going to kill Kentucky in this game, at least I don't think. Don't hope. All right, I, I hope that, that it doesn't. 62.4 points allowed per game for the Commodores. That is 42nd nationally. They are 90th in defensive efficiency, uh, 10th in the SEC in steals per game, and 13th in the SEC in blocks per game is what really confuses me about this team. So their defensive metrics are absolutely fantastic. They played well against good competition that is offensively efficient, um, but they don't create a lot of steals, and they don't block teams a lot. What they do uh, create are turnovers, 
which they force 16.9 per game. So they aren't creating a lot of steals, but they are creating a lot of uh, turnovers. And you may say, well, where are the turnovers coming from if they're not creating steals? Well, the Commodores are eighth nationally in non-steal turnover percentage at 13.2%. So 13.2% of the time uh, their opponent is turning the ball over, it is a non-steal turnover, which usually would indicate that they're forcing bad passes that go out of bounds typically. Uh, so that's what the, the uh, I guess, the Commodore defense is known for. is just, I guess, applying pressure. And I would assume... Again, I haven't watched a, a lot of uh, film on Vanderbilt. That's high ball pressure, so it, it, you got to watch out for that if you're if you're a Kentucky guard uh, in this game. So that's a look at the Vanderbilt defense, much 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 better uh, than the Vanderbilt offense. And you really got to wonder here again. I don't think that it's going to kill Kentucky, but you've got to wonder how do the Wildcats handle that pressure? Because last time we saw them on the road uh, in a hostile environment um, against defense that that actually knew how to apply pressure. Uh, they lost that game. And I know that Severe Wheeler was was injured in that game, and Ty Ty was out of breath in that game, and all these different things were working against them, but we we know the things that will make Kentucky win in the SEC, and we're going to go over those in just a little bit. Um, but you really have to wonder, how does this offense flow rhythmically? Do they do what they did against Georgia? Do they play well in transition? Uh, can can they can they speed the pace up of this Commodores team? I think you've got to be asking a lot of different questions about this team heading into this matchup. And we're going to ask some more questions and give a final score prediction uh, in just one second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football play- playoffs. By the time you're listening to this, uh, the college football national championship will have just wrapped up. But guess what? NFL playoffs this weekend, baby. I am so excited if you saw the los angeles chargers versus los angeles raiders game if you didn't see it i'm so sorry if that is any indication as to what the playoffs are going to look like bet online is going to be your favorite place if you want to bet on ties if you want to bet on overs i mean it is going to be a wild nfl playoff season at least i think it is you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right wrapping up the tuesday edition of locked on kentucky here uh previewing uh kentucky versus vanderbilt later on tonight going to be a a pretty interesting game i think so some questions here before we give a final score prediction like i mentioned just a second ago can the kentucky speed vanderbilt up as we noted in the first segment uh, the, the Commodores offensively, uh, one of the slower teams in college basketball, Kentucky 109th in, in, uh, in adjusted tempo, right? So we're looking at a, at, a, at a contrast, a clash in styles of play. Can Kentucky speed this game up and can they get out and transition and do things there? How does Ty Ty Washington handle the Van- Vanderbilt pressure? We got to see him in a game against a defense that doesn't put pressure on anything. He got 17 assists. Broke a school record for assists in a game. Great. Can you do it against a defense that actually knows how to guard you? It's a huge question uh, that I have in this matchup. Uh, two and, uh, over under here for you. Two and a half cuts to Shade and Sharp. Uh, how many times do, is, does his name get mentioned in this matchup? Over under two and a half. 
Uh, let me know in the comments below if you think that's over or under. Does he play at any point within the next couple of games? He's officially eligible. Uh, he could be useful if Severe Wheeler is out for much longer. Uh, Shaden Sharp, five-star shooting guard freshman out of Arizona. How does Kentucky incorporate him uh, as the SEC slate moves along? And will he be as a uh, discussion point on the broadcast uh, while, uh, while the Commodores and the Wildcats play? All right. So we've mentioned it before here on the show. We did an entire episode, I believe, bro- uh, breaking it down. There are three things that I believe the Wildcats need to do to, to win in the SEC, specifically on the road. And I've added a fourth here uh, for the Wildcats. So these are the four things that Kentucky needs to do in order to win on the, uh, on the road in the SEC or just win in the SEC in general. And we're going to come back to this next episode. We're going to ask the question, did they do these things? Can Kentucky shoot the ball well? Can they actually knock down the shots that they take? Can they have decent shot selection, which means do they, if they take two-point jumpers, do they knock them down? If they don't knock them down, that's a bad shot selection. You're making about 35% of your two-point jumpers on average, or at least the country is. Taking, is, taking a ton of two-point jumpers is not good shot selection. Can they have solid shot selection? Threes, layups. Can Kentucky, like I mentioned a second ago, can they play well in transition? Not just on offense, though. Not just on offense. Can they play well in transition, both offensively and defensively? I know this Vanderbilt team does not like to run, but if they elect to do so against this uh, Kentucky team, seeing how Georgia attacked Kentucky uh, just a couple a couple of days ago, if Vanderbilt does elect to put a little pressure on this Kentucky defense, how does the, how do the Wildcats respond? Can they play well in transition? And then final thing here, the fourth thing that I've added, can Kentucky protect the rim? And I know that this is a Commodores team that likes to shoot the three ball. In fact, they like to shoot it quite a lot. But if that's all they're doing and they're making it, those those threes at what, a 30.7% clip, then I'm okay with that. I'm probably going to win the game if they elect to shoot a ton of threes and they're making 30% of them. I, I would feel comfortable winning that game, especially if I'm Kentucky again with my athleticism. And the fact that the Vanderbilt offense sucks. Uh, those are my two things that I keep going back to. We're a better team athletically. Their offense can't work, hit anything. Uh, so if, if, we, if we are protecting the rim, if we are not letting them have that extra part of their offense that, that, that they normally don't have, probably going to win the game. Final score prediction here. I think that Kentucky is held underneath their average of, uh, of uh, 80, borderline on 83 points per game. I'm going to say Kentucky wins this game 74 to 66. I think it is going to be somewhat of a close contest. Does Ty Ty Washington get more than seven, eight assists in this game? I doubt it. I think this Van- Vanderbilt defense is going to create some issues for this Kentucky offense in the half court. Now, do they force a bunch of non steal turnovers? I doubt it. But I think we are going to see Kentucky get a little frustrated at times in this matchup. So 74 to 66 is my final score prediction. If you want to leave your final score prediction in the comments below, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and do so. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow me on Twitter at Daw Pound. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow the show on Twitter uh, on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow to recap what is hopefully a, uh, a win for the Kentucky Wildcats. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.